Welcome to Sprinkled with Hope. This is Shane, and today we're going to be talking about paradigms and how you can change your thinking and mind and some good stuff like that. Yeah, and this is Jason, and we have a special guest with us today, Todd Bowerly. He's a good friend of mine, and we've uh, I've, we've known each other for quite a few years, and I, and he is an executive and life coach, and he helps people to overcome some of the things that cause them to be stuck. And so if you want to get a hold of him, you can get a hold of me and I can help get you in touch with him. But Todd is a great person and I really think you're going to like this episode. So sit back, relax and enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Sprinkled with Hope podcast. Welcome to our podcast family. This is Sprinkled with Hope, and I'm Shane Baller. And this is Jason Baller, and we have a special guest today with us, Bowerly. He's an executive and life coach. Todd, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, guys. I appreciate uh, you having me on here. Yeah, thanks for joining us. So go ahead, Todd, and uh, today I think you're going to talk about paradigms. Is that correct? Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, you know, it's a concept that was new to me several years ago. Um, I think we all have heard the word paradigm or paradigm shift before, right? I'm sure you guys have even heard that. For yes. sure. Yeah. So, you know, I was a coach. I worked for a Department of Workforce Services here in, in Utah, and I was uh, one of their top coaches. And I was uh, helping people get six-figure jobs uh, all the time. Uh, it, it, was, it seemed easy for me to help someone land a $150,000 a year job, but I was stuck earning $35,000 a year, and I, I couldn't understand why. Um, it was kind of frustrating, right? And I think we all have these gaps in our lives where like, we know we're capable of more, and we can't figure out why we're stuck in a lower gear. So um, I, had to, I had to hire my own coach to figure out what was going on. There were circumstances in my life that I'm grateful for that forced me to change. And, and that's where I started to learn about what paradigms are and, and how it controls to a large degree so much of our life. Um, and it's been powerful for me. And, and when I saw those changes, I immediately started teaching my clients and, and started seeing even bigger changes in their lives. So, yeah. That's awesome. That's really cool. So, for example, um, before even the conversation uh, about what I've learned about how paradigms are, are controlling, what would you guys even say a paradigm is? Jay, do you want to answer that? Yeah, I, I would say, uh, you know, at least my knowledge of what a paradigm is, it's, it's uh, this thought process subconsciously that we um, kind of put maybe sort of a, a limit on ourselves. Anything and and that that's kind of my thought is it's just in the subconscious it's our, our subconscious thoughts. Mm-hmm. Shane, what do you think? Yeah, I was kind of thinking the same thing. Just something that uh, that sort of dictates our life and what we're doing. You, you had mentioned that you'd been stuck making 
a little amount of money and you're helping other people make a lot of money, which is really frustrating. <laughs> so it was kind of that, that box or that thing that you were stuck in, or all of us are stuck in at some point in our life. So just kind of what dictates our life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so I'll, I'll expand on this. So the coaching that I received uh, was from a guy by, named Bob Proctor. Bob's been studying and teaching personal growth and development since 1961 uh, when he himself had a paradigm shift. And so learning Bob's material, which is all about understanding what your paradigm is and how to shift it is what led to my change. And eventually I decided I wanted to go coach for him. So the definition of paradigm that I work with is this, it's a mental program. So Jason, you're right. It's in your subconscious. It's a subconscious mental program that has almost exclusive control over habitual behavior. Now, how much of our behavior do you guys think is run on habit? I would, I would guess a lot. (laughs) Yeah. So the studies show 95 to 98% of our life is run by habit. And a paradigm controls that habit. And therefore, that paradigm through those habits controls all the results in our life. And so when you look at your life and you say 98% of our life is controlled by a paradigm, it's probably pretty important that we know what these things are and how to shift them. Sure. Yeah. So are you thinking most, most of the paradigm shift comes in our mind? Yeah, well, abs- absolutely. But I think it's also important to understand um, a couple of things. First off, a, a paradigm is neither good nor bad. It just is neutral. You have paradigms that work for you and you have paradigms that might limit you. Right. And then what the heck is the mind? Right. There's so much to to that question, because the mind, uh, some people think of flashing colors or smoke in mirrors or a, an empty void or, or flashing lights, right? Maybe their brain. And none of those is the mind. The mind is, is a movement. A mind, mind is a movement between your spiritual being of who you are, your, your intellectual conscious thinking and the subconscious mind, which is in every cell of your body. And so you're trying to shift something without kind of a a picture of what that mind is. And this is why a lot of people end up in counseling or therapy or continually ask for other people's opinions on on what they should do with their life because they don't really understand how their mind works. Their mind is movement from spiritual through our intellect and into our physical body. And so there's there's a neurological component to our paradigm, to our programming, how our neurons fire and wire together. It's also how the energy of spirit moves through us and is shaped and filtered through um, our, our biology and our habitual thought processes. And then it discharges in our action. So it's all of those things. That's really cool. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. So most of us are unaware that we're programmed to live our life. And we're programmed on a couple of different levels. We're programmed genetically and environmentally. And I think we know that. That's why, you know, (laughs) family members look alike, right? Or um, I'm up visiting with family here in northern Michigan. I have a cousin um, that comes up uh, and and, uh, we we look at him and how he walks and go, wow, he walks just like, like my grandpa. 
um, that genetic programming is something we're familiar with. Uh, we also know that we're conditioned environmentally or socially. Um, the environment around us has an even larger degree of influence on how we think, on, on how our pro, uh, paradigms are shaped. So we know this from learning about Pavlov's dogs, right? So um, something in the environment, a bell rings and is paired with another stimulus, food. And over a period of time of having the two stimulus present themselves at the same time, pretty soon you can ring the bell and the dog starts salivating with a new paradigm, a new subconscious mental program. And even if the food is not presented, right? So we, we kind of know how we're conditioned. So consider looking at our lives and seeing what are the themes and cycles that keep coming up that aren't just in your life but maybe are in your lives as siblings or with your parents. And you start to see patterns of struggle or patterns of prosperity, right? Uh, it's very, very rare that someone comes from a very poor, poverty-stricken background and all of a sudden is going to be a millionaire. Also, if you've been raised in that millionaire environment, chances are it's easier for you to set up a business and become financially independent on your own. Why? Because they're operating with different paradigms because it's that environment that we're surrounded with. Does that make sense? Yeah, it yeah. does. It does. Yes. So how yeah. do we, yeah, yeah. we were going to ask the same question. <laughs> Go for it. I, how, how do you change that? So you, you had mentioned, you know, we're up, we're brought up in a, maybe we're in a poor family and how do we, how do we change that? How do we yeah. get from where we are to where we want to be? Absolutely. Well, uh, first I think it's important to, to, to know two things before you even start shifting a paradigm. Um, number, number one, how is the paradigm formed through that environmental conditioning? Number two, what actually is your current paradigm or programming? Um, you've got to know those things first. So consider, for example, um, let's say with, um, with money. Most people do not have a healthy relationship with money. Um, it's something I've had to, had, to, had to grow through. For example, um, growing up, I always felt like, even as a child, right, like in elementary school, financial struggles were prominent in my household. I heard my parents struggle or fight about money or be worried. Um, they, they were concerned about uh, their, their, their business went under at some point and they were concerned about contracts that were coming in. And, and I was like 10 at the time and even younger, right? And, and being around this all the time, complaining about taxes. Whose family doesn't complain about paying taxes, right? <laughs> Yeah. Or, or tipping, tipping the bill, um, right at the, at the lowest amount, like 15%, or if it's not good service, less, right? All of these different things are situations or pieces of data that enter our mind on a regular basis over and over and over through repetition, right? And by the time you're an adult, you know, living up in that household, you've had 18 years, 20 years, 
being surrounded by that way of thinking, by that way of behaving, um, and and the emotional component to it. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you're now aware that you're in that situation. You've been thinking that way. That's how you're programmed. It's through repetition, 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 repetition. It's the first law of learning. Secondly, what is your paradigm and how do you know that your paradigm needs to be changed? You really just look at your results. Are there results in your life that you're not happy with? Is there a cycle that keeps happening over and over? For me in my life, I could look at all the bosses that I worked for and the vast majority of them were uh, emotionally and psychologically abusive. They were jerks. I just continued working for bad bosses. I know there's a subconscious mental program um, that was running that was leading me to those events in my life. And it's not like I was choosing that. It just happened. Right. Right. So now, you know, it's a repetition of information, situations and experiences that create the program. And it's going to show up in a situation over and over and over again. Now, how do you change it? It's amazingly simple. You take some ideas out of the paradigm that are negative and you replace them with the opposite idea. And then through a process of repetition of strategic repetition, you install that new software. Does that make sense? It absolutely does. Right. So sounds, sounds too easy, but, but it makes a lot of sense. Whatever. I mean, you ever heard, hear the phrase that people would stumble because of the easiness of the way? Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, I mean, this is it. These paradigms, they're like the traditions of our fathers that we carry around with us. No offense to, to dad necessarily, but, <laughs> but um, all it is is through repetition changing it. So what does that look like? There's a lot of language that's used in this. When you think about your relationship with money, how would you – Either one of you guys, I'll put you on the spot. How would you describe your relationship with money? Uh, it's a necessary uh, thing, but it, it can also run our lives. I, for me personally, I don't, I don't choose for, I don't choose to allow it to run my life. Of course, I need it, and we have enough where we are happy, and so I'm content with it. Um, you know, that, that's my perspective. Shame. were you going to say it's a necessary evil? <laughs> I was. Right? Okay. So let's, <laughs> let's just take that, right? And how many, I mean, you guys have both heard, right? Money uh, is the root of all evil, right? Yeah. It, yeah. Do you know that technically, like scripturally, it's actually spoken about that the love of money is the root of all evil? Love of yeah. money. Right? But we've got it mixed around, right? So... <laughs> Let's let's take that money is a necessary evil. And let's just first look at the idea um, that abundance is the law of our world. I just had a rainstorm, thunder and lightning blow through here. It was crazy loud and there was an abundance of rain. I look outside and there's an abundance of leaves on the trees. There's an abundance of grass growing. There's an abundance of sand on the beach. Abundance is all around us and we are are counseled and taught to live abundantly so should we not have abundance in all things 
absolutely should. And so why not abundance in money? So let's take yeah. that. What's the opposite then, Shane, I'll put you on the spot. What's the opposite of the word evil? Good. Good or blessing. What's what's yeah. the opposite? So when you say a necessary evil, it sounds like it comes from a, um, a, a lack mentality. What is maybe the opposite of that? I need it, but I don't want it kind of feeling. Uh, it's a good question. <laughs> I think it's just uh, maybe a necessary good. <laughs> or, you know, it's, it's not really necessary. You can, I mean, there are plenty of monks that go up and live in monasteries and don't need the money, right? Sure. So we can, we can look at it as, as maybe something that you choose to be good in your life. So we could create words that sounds something like this. Uh, it's and it's an affirmation. An affirmation is a language, strategic language that you use to create a belief, to create a paradigm shift. So you could say, "I am so happy and grateful now that I see money, or now that I choose to use money as a power for good in my life." that positive affirmation there yeah and you don't just say it once i mean i don't know you tell me shane when you heard those words did it feel different to you it 100 percent felt different yeah you know i wasn't i i'm a very positive person so i'm not sure why i chose to say necessary evil because i don't really it's a program it's a paradigm look at we just pulled one out right sure but i i do believe what you said and i think it 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 instantly changed my thought process about money. Mm -hmm. Um, So like you were saying, it's really easy. You just, and of course it's not going to be right now that I feel that, but like you had mentioned, we just keep saying that to ourselves over and over and eventually it becomes what you have mentioned. Yeah. Thank you you so much for teaching me. (laughs) No, it's good. Here's what, here's what you do with those words or that affirmation. You you, you might want to write that down a couple dozen times a day um, on days when you're feeling like that belief really isn't there and that money is a real negative thing or that relationship is negative. You might want to write it down a hundred times that day. Writing causes thinking that thinking that, that neurological event that we call thinking happens in images. It happens with emotions. It happens throughout every cell of our body. And through that repetition, you're building new neural pathways. You're thinking in new ways. You're letting new energy flow through your mind. So you, you write it, you speak it, you might make a recording of it and listen to it over and over. And through a process of repetition, I can't tell you how long, it depends on how deep-seated this subconscious belief that money is the, the unnecessary evil is rooted inside of you, right? But sooner or later, the old belief dies from a lack of nourishment and the new one takes hold and it flips a switch. And you might start doing, here's another thing I would recommend doing because we live in a physical world. You know, do you guys carry cash on you? No, I, sure I don't. don't. <laughs> no, no one does anymore. I do now. Um, I, I'm, I came from a point where I would have hardly anything in the bank <laughs> to um, consistently having a decent amount in the bank, but probably walking around with somewhere between five to $800 in my pocket in large bills. 
why why do I do that? Because I want to have a stronger relationship with money. I want to feel that it's an abundant choice, that money's continually flowing to to me and through me from multiple sources on a continually increasing basis. And so now you have the affirmation, which gives your mind conscious shape to help uh, through repetition shift that paradigm. And now you have a physical component and reminder of that sitting in your pocket. And over time, that program, that paradigm will change. And you just do this with any paradigm or negative belief. Yeah, I really like that thought. And, and I think oftentimes, you know, I've heard in some of the books and things that I've listened to recently where, you know, why do we not talk about money? Why it's brought up, you know, when you talk about what you make a year or whatever it is, oftentimes we don't really even talk about that or discuss it. Yeah, that's because we're uncomfortable with it. Yeah. Our, that relationship, right, is, is uncomfortable. And that comes from a paradigm. The only reason we're uncomfortable with something is because we have a paradigm about how we, how we think, how we feel, and how we act towards, uh, towards something in our life. Yeah, Todd, thank you so much for this. The whole beauty of this discussion is that we just saw what we're talking about, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. That you're, you're helping me change my paradigm. So thank you so much for that. I really do appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm excited. Here's the, the closing thought to, to remember. Paradigms are neither good nor bad. They are neutral, right? They control our ability to earn money, our perception, how we use our time, our creativity, effectiveness, productivity, the logic. Sometimes paradigms act like a box to box us in and we can shift that to something that's more in line with your goals, with who you want to be, where you want to go as a family, as a business, um, as, a, as a spiritual being. You remove that box and that's where that growth really happens. Um, so that's the power of, of paradigms. It's been powerful for my life and I'm grateful to have that opportunity to share it. Yeah, thank, thank you so much. You know, you had mentioned that I should write it down or talk about it over and over and the beauty of this podcast is that I can listen to it again and again and ingrain that change in my mind so thank you again absolutely no happy happy to share uh, thank you so much for uh for coming on with us today and, and we truly appreciate your time and and uh your effort and obviously your thoughts and wisdom with us and uh we appreciate it and hope that it helps those of out there and Yep, absolutely. Me too. Grateful to be here today, guys. Thank you, Todd. You're welcome. Thanks, Todd. Have a good day. Yep. Well, thank you so much to our listeners for listening to us today. And hopefully you were able to grasp the paradigms and our little discussion that we had with Todd. Uh, what do you think, Shane? What are your last thoughts here? You know, the great thing that I saw was that we're talking about paradigms and our paradigm shifting and how we can change our thoughts. And it happened in the podcast. And I thought that was a great real life example to me that if we're willing to learn and listen, then we can do that every single day. So I want to thank Todd again for joining us. And it was a great discussion. Yeah, I, I really do. And, uh, I hope that our listeners will enjoy this episode as, as they have others. And uh, I'm so thankful for you guys for listening. And, and uh, just remember that there's always hope, uh, hope for things to be better. And we can always hope that life will continue to 
um, give us blessings and give us the things that we need. Yep. Thank you guys very much for listening. Thank you so much. This is Sprinkled with Hope. If you liked this episode, please share it with a friend. If you like our podcast, please give us a review or rating.